Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. What up, y'all? It's KMB, the Sexy Ninja, in the place to be for a Paper Saber universe. This is the New World Podcast, brother. I welcome you, and we're going to talk about the Cody Rhodes documentary, Becoming Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare that's on Peacock right now. I just got done watching it. It's about a little under two hours. It's it's motivational. It, it, it's it's uh, You feel the emotions, like... At the end of it, I couldn't not cry, like, seeing how this this guy came, like, you know, everything he's been through. Uh, I know there were some things we glossed over in the documentary. There's a lot of things we already know, you know, especially people, you know, this documentary is introducing Cody Rhodes to people who probably just watch WWE, you know, people who, you know, and there's people who, who are in the know and people who are not in the know, and that's okay, and I feel like this documentary itself played to both sides and there's probably someone who watches like what's AEW you know and that, the fact that they even said AEW they talked about all in they talked about you know the biggest independent show that rocked the independent wrestling world the professional wrestling world in general um then you got Triple H in documentary calling AEW a secondary company you know it, a lot to unpack here we got to see uh, the Young Bucks on WWE pro uh, program here. You know what I mean? Like, that was crazy to me. I wish we saw Kenny. I wish we saw Hangman Adam Page because there's more to the pieces of how AEW came together. And that fateful night when All Elite Wrestling was uh, announced with Double or Nothing being the first pay-per-view under that banner. You know, in... Uh, the you know it, 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 there's like I said there's a lot of things that I really liked and there's a lot of things I was like oh we're kind of glossing over this you know like how Cody you know the NWA and stuff I know we can't get you know certain aspects of like uh uh because of contracts because you know like a Tony Khan they don't even mention Tony Khan that's a Vince McMahon thing you know as soon as I saw it produced by you know whatever you know executive produced you know whatever but bam I saw Vincent and Kennedy McMahon and I was like yeah. Um, and, and Dustin Rhodes, you know, like he's not on this documentary. He's mentioned he's, he's there, but you know, it's, it's Cody's story at the end of the day. That's the way I took it as, you know, and Cody's love for his dad, Dusty, the whole world loving Dusty Rhodes and the, how him and, uh, Triple H created the foundation of what NXT became into this global phenomenon of taking these great indie stars coming here and making like this company within the company huge the black and gold era i i don't think that could ever be reduplicated again you know now now we got all this stuff and going on and that magic was there and you know dusty's kids i've heard that reference before you know to kevin owens to seth rollins you know they and what was really cool in this in this in this documentary is, is Cody saying he was jealous. You know, he's like, "That's my dad. That's not your dad." You know, and he's grooming this talent to become big stars. And it was really cool seeing and him talking about the journey of his career, the dashing Cody Rhodes. You know, uh, you know, using the mask and stuff like that, and putting the paper bags over people's heads. You know, and I it it was like a reliving of 
like watching him grow. And he said it. We watched him grow up in front of our eyes. You know, he and he tried so hard not to be Dusty's kid, but his own person. And it took him to get away from WWE to do it. And there's a lot of things here that really hit home for me, especially like during the Stardust era of uh, Cody Rhodes. And there's this one thing he says. He says, yeah, he goes, I I was at my end. I, I didn't know what to do. I got a thing of whiskey, filled up the cup, put some Gatorade on top and sat there watching at the monitor because I just, I didn't care. I wanted to be fired. I wanted to get away from WWE. I wanted to get away from everything that that happened, you know. And if you really follow this story, you there, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I already know. But I like the fact that when he brought up AEW, he's like, hey, I will not tell you the reason why I left AEW, but I will say this in professional fashion. Professional fashion sorry. He goes, it wasn't because of money. It wasn't because of this. It was something personal. And that's it. That's all. I don't think we're going to get the true story of when Cody, of why Cody left AEW until maybe he writes a book, a memoir. You know, he like he leaves all on the page. And they gave you enough in his documentary to get behind the scenes all the way down to, you know, him coming back and how huge that was. And, and you know, I, I, I there was, like I said, for me, there was personally some things missing, like his brother, Dustin. Um, I wish we dealt, delved more into his career. I know we can't dive too much into his career at AEW, but especially on the indie scene and him going to New Japan and getting the American Nightmare moniker and everything like that. I know there's things we can't do because, you know, Vince doesn't want... Vince is like, okay, you can mention the Forbidden Door. You can mention these other companies and blah, 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 but we're not... We're going we're gonna to go as fast-paced through this. And I feel like that's where I wanted the meats and potatoes to be of this documentary was when he was on the independent scene. Because we all know up to Stardust, rumors and this and that, he was not happy. You know, he did his best. And, uh, you know, and Stephen Amell being the um, the narrator of this story was really cool. You know, and, and going back, I was like, oh, yeah, with Stardust and Arrow. At uh, SummerSlam, you know, I remember that tag team match. And I remember, like, being excited for it. I remember... When Stardust was a thing, it was all of us were like, uh, yeah, okay. But Cody made it his, his own. All the weird little antics and, you know, the, you know, like he took it and everything he's done, he's always taken it and trying to take it to the next level. And when he was on the independent scene, like he realized, like he, he had to embrace he is a Rhodes. He is Dusty's kid, but also make him his own. And I like how they have Randy Orton speak about being a, uh, a you know, a generational superstar. You know, it was his dad before him, and then Charlotte Flair with her, with Ric Flair. You know, all these things, and you're trying to live up to that moniker of, you know, he's on the Mount Dusty Rhodes is on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. You know, Dusty Rhodes meant so much to me as a kid growing up. Like, you know, it's hard times, baby, hard times. And, you know, and seeing Cody go from that and take that and run with it after he left and becoming the biggest fucking thing on the independent scene was was inspirational upon itself. You know, and if you go back to that era, like, I really want to rewatch that all in show. I have it on uh, DVD. Um because it was a special moment in time. Like, All In was one of those things, those moments in that you will forever remember, you know. 
And like it goes down to like the down run down the rabbit hole. Him and Nick Al, uh, Aldis, you know, for the NWA championship, the ten pounds of gold storyline, and all that was going on, and him becoming part of a Bullet Club, you know, and everything. And it, it, it was pretty. It's pretty crazy when you think about all of that before AEW was a thing. Then when AEW was created, you know, like everything that happened to AEW, you know, the highs and lows with Cody. Um, him not becoming the AEW champion at some certain point because he didn't want to be like, because he didn't want to book himself that way, you know, and he, you know, creating a company, then all the crazy drama and whatnot of that company still to this day, you know, and that, then seeing when he came back and he was like, I don't know if anybody's going to remember me. Like, I, you know, like the anxiety of like, Oh, and that night of WrestleMania when Seth's in the fucking ring and he's like waiting and all of us were like, come on, Cody, come on, Cody, you know, wrestling has more than one family, and, you know, you know, I'm, I remember all, I remember like, we were, me and my brother, like, we were all, oh, yes, you know, and that crowd, welcome home, and I really like this part of the documentary where he's like, yeah, I'm home, and to him to admit it out loud is pretty crazy, like, he never wanted to call WWE his home until he realized when he came back, it is home, and he had some great matches with Seth, yes, he had the pec tear, but, and how much in pain he was, like, you know, actually in pain, you know, he can't do more damage to it, but he's in pain, and it, it definitely was really cool to see that, and, you know, I know there was a little documentary building back to him coming back at Royal Rumble and stuff, but these are moments that I'll never forget, and we got SummerSlam coming up, you know, and he's gonna face Brock one more time, the rubber match, whatever you want to call it, Cody's been on fire. He's still on fire. The crowd's still singing his song. And then, like, seeing in this documentary, going back with the black hair and stuff like that. And then when he said he dyed his hair blonde. And another thing that I wish we, we commented on, but I know they wouldn't, was the legal battle of him being called Cody Rhodes on the independent scene. Like, the way they, the way they did it, they showed him, like, oh, yeah, he was Cody Rhodes on the independent scene. Bull fucking shit. He was Cody. Like, he... he did not own the name Rhodes. Like, WWE owned the name Rhodes. And he fought and fought and he finally got it. And so when he was finally called Cody Rhodes, it was like, yes, he's embraced. He, you know, and we, I really wish we talked about him breaking the throne, you know. But this is a, this is a piece to tell Cody's story in a quick, really beautiful way. And not get down to the nitty gritty of things because some documentaries can do that. Some documentaries can, you know, it's like the dark side of the ring show. Like they get down to the nitty gritty. And I really wanted some of that sprinkled in. You know, Triple H's comments on when he's like, yeah, I broke the, he broke the throne. What, how do you feel about that? You know, I, but it's okay. It's okay. This is, this is what I expected it to be. I expected things to be glossed over. I expected things, but I, I also expected things to get emotional. Especially when the point when Dusty passes away and how he dealt with it. And this really cool, not cool, but really sad moment of like you get to hear see her speech at the funeral. And you get to um, see this video where he's like, this is like before the SummerSlam match, I believe, from what I gathered. You know, him talking and him missing his dad. Like he, he was his dad's number one fan, you know. And then there's a really cool moment when he says Dusty took his phone out and he had Blackberry and took a picture of him. And that moment he's like, yo, Dusty's now a fan of me. And all the frustration of being stardust and everything like that. And him calling him every day and his dad says, just quit. And Cody wasn't built like that. Cody wasn't built to quit because of his mom and stuff like that. But when he finally was like, yo, I'm out. 
It was huge. It was like, oh, wow. Cody Rhodes asked for his release. He's gone. Then the famous list he had of names that he wanted to wrestle. You know, it, it, it was it all started coming back. And then the suit and then, you know, that really great video of him being uh, like him going to New Japan and stuff like that with a cigar. And all it's so inspirational and awesome and like you could take so much from that story and how you need to become yourself you need to like you know it made me think of a lot of things in my life I'm not trying to make this about me but I actually like literally after I watched the documentary after crying at certain moments and crying at the end being like cheering my hero Cody Rhodes the American Nightmare you know like I, I, I love this dude and then reflecting upon my life and realizing like yo I need to get the I need to fuck the fuck up and get out of my own way. And that, that moment he talked about the Gatorade and the whiskey and stuff like that, that, you know, I, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm like, this sucks. Life sucks. You know, that I'm living my stardust gimmick right now. Like, ah, oh, this sucks. That sucks. Oh, well, whiskey and uh, Gatorade, you know, whatever. I'm going to just fly by through life like this. And I, it really impacted me. And I wrote something in my, my journal, uh, my, I might call it my NWP journal, but you know, volume two I'm working on, but it, it, I wrote down something and it made me just reflect on it. And that's what this documentary really like embraced, like my, my creativity and stuff like that, just because I, I'm looking at this dude and how he went from being this character that was all painted up and goofy. And now he's the biggest fucking thing on the block. And, you know, him not beating Roman Reigns. And now I think now that this documentary has put that in place, once he does, and I, I, I know we're going to get a repeat, Roman, Cody too, and Cody's going to win. And I remember hearing Dave LaGreca saying that Philly crowd is going to eat him alive. And they Philly's a very hard town. I don't think Philly, I think Philly's going to embrace Cody really hard. And after this documentary, I think a lot of people too. And I think there's going to be a lot of people, there's a lot of certain controversies that are probably going to spark because of this. We could be like, oh, well, what about your brother? You know, your brother struggles with his dad. Like, you're, you know, this and that. But once again, this is Cody's story. It's in the name, Becoming Cody Rhodes. Yes, we can mention Dustin. We can mention the, the, the drama between him and his dad and how he didn't talk to him. For, hey, we could do that. But then it takes away from Cody's story. This is, this is we're seeing Cody Rhodes being built in front of us. Like, that's what I thought was really cool about this documentary. We saw all the pieces there. And then when he finally left and, you know, wrestling Kurt Angle, I remember that, that steel cage match where he jumped off and stuff like that. Like, that, that was like, oh, my God, we're seeing this dude form into what he is now, the American Nightmare. And, yeah, he did some stuff on AEW. Yeah, and, you know, I wasn't really paying attention then. There's stuff I would hear, and I remember hearing people bitch in AEW, like, oh, here's Cody Rhodes, woke Cody Rhodes, you know, telling us about his uh, black wife and telling us about his half, you know, kid, I love this, this and that. And then it was just like, yo, man, like, you know, I, I feel like his personal reasons was he wasn't fitting. He helped create, you know, with, with partners involved to create AEW, but that hardcore base of fans was like, yeah, you know, it's just Cody Rhodes. He's getting himself over, you know, this and that. And there's been some stuff that I remember seeing, like, you know, some weigh-in thing with, the, I think, you know, I don't know. There was a lot of things, you know, but he learned. He he went there, and hearing that Vince and uh, Bruce Pritchard had flew to Cody. Cody didn't have to go to Vince. Vince had to come to Cody. That's fucking awesome. 
that, like, think about that. Think about how that is fucking awesome. Usually people are like, Chris Jericho's story, like, yeah, I had to fly over to Stanford, you know, I had to go meet uh, Vance and this and go into his house. Nope. Cody built himself so fucking much to where Vincent Kennedy McMahon flew to him, not vice versa. That's really fucking cool. Overall, though, I, I feel this is a solid, solid documentary for telling Cody's story. I want more pieces of when he was on the independent scene. Maybe we'll get that in the in autobiography. Uh, you know, I, I want to see I want to see more of like what his battle to get his dad's name and how struggling that was. You know, and there's re- a lot of great interviews out there where you could piece those all together yourself. You know, he he's he's now under the umbrella of WWE, so he can say what he wants to a certain extent. And it was really cool with the montage of him being in the desert, you know, him like going through and picking up stuff throughout his uh, his life, the mask and a picture of his dad and the championship his dad never won. You know, there's that great picture he shows. He's like, he thought he won it, but he didn't win it. And I'm going to do that. And Cody's, you know, how Cody's idea of like the way he, he, the way when his father died and everything and how it hit him and, uh, you know, and then that was the motivation to be like, yo, I need to fucking leave. And he left. Now he's back. Bigger, biggest star ever. He's an attraction now. As Hulk Hogan said in the documentary. He's an attraction. And God bless him. Uh, definitely check out this documentary, man. I, I really did enjoy it. I really felt like uh, it, it was a solid message of Cody Rhodes' story. And it's not finished. We're not finished with the story whatsoever. It's still going. And SummerSlam, we get Cody Brock 3. Bring it on. Bring it the fuck on, man. I, I'm I'm gonna watch this documentary again. That like this I used to watch the Dusty Rose documentary like at least four times a year. Uh, this this might be that documentary I watch a bunch of times too, just because that's how much Dusty meant to me. And now I'm understanding how much Cody means to me as his story as it progresses in front of us. The hard times, the you know, becoming his own person and the the positivity of becoming your own person. Getting out under a shadow. And it doesn't matter what that shadow is. For him, it was his dad. But now that shadow's gone. Now we need to get past our own shadows. Like, there's a lot of things. And I, I did take a big reflection upon myself as a person, as an individual, as a father. You know, everything like that. And him with his kid. And I was just like, you know what? As he says, as the thing goes, at the Nightmare Factory, do the work. Yeah. So, I got to do the work. And I, I thank Cody Rhodes for sharing his story. You know, I really do. And I, I feel this was a really good, solid documentary. A lot of fun spots, a lot of funny spots, a lot of, a lot of sad spots. But it, it, it definitely was, it's definitely a good roller coaster ride to see his uh, rise to becoming Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. So go check it out, y'all. It's, it's on Peacock. If you got Peacock, it's worth, even if you're just signing up for, go get peacock and watch this documentary even if you're not a wwe fan go check out this man's journey to where he is now it's inspirational as fuck so then after that like and subscribe share it your grandma share it your grandma share it with the bum down at walmart i am kmb the sexy ninja go to pro slash new world podcast get yourself that sweet nwp logo i want to see it in the crowd and after that remember the new world podcast is for life Brother. I didn't leave AEW because of money, and I didn't leave AEW because of other talents.